This episode of Hidden in the Shadows is sponsored by the new podcast, Scary Time. Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And we apologize for this being late. Uh, Megan got got, uh, got, got stomach virus. Um, excuse me? What was that? This is, uh, yeah, my, uh, whatever, you know, you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yep. I had a crazy, I st- the doctors still don't really even know what it was. Um, basically, it was violent puking. <laughs> Yeah, they put you down for a couple of days. Yeah, like it was ugh, not fun. No. And then now I'm starting to get a sore throat and I'm like. <sighs> it could be the weather. Yeah, it could be the weather. We had like a really drastic like from like warmer type weather, you know, like warm fallsy weather to burr. All right. Okay. Uh, so our latest update on crazy haunted shit that happens to us regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, last Sunday, mm-hmm. um, I was in the backyard. Was it barbecuing? Yeah, well, I was. I was barbecuing. Yeah, it was. It was dark. I was doing some. I was queuing. Right. Yeah. Why are you giving that look like I don't know what I'm talking about? No, because I'm thinking. Are you messing mixing up Halloween? No. Oh. That was a different time. Yes. Now, still in the backyard, mind you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I was barbecuing outside. I was out there with Killian. Um, it was relatively cold, um, but he was just there playing because he wanted to be outside with me. And um, I was, I guess I was standing, and well, my face was towards the, the I guess, because only light back there, like I said, the, like the backlight. Mm-hmm. And I was looking towards the kitchen, and I see uh, a shadow figure run past me. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it, and I know it was a shadow figure because from where the light was, no shadow could be casted on my left. Mm-hmm. It would have to be on my right. Um, and that's just, you know, basic science. Yeah. So I was like, okay, something's back here. And then Killian oh goes. Oh my gosh. What? My brain connected the connectors now. You have no idea what I was talking about until no, now? I don't know why I was getting like Halloween mixed up with. I said last Sunday. I Halloween know. was like oh, half a month ago. No, that's what I'm saying is I was like really confused. I was like, is he talking about Halloween? Like one, we already told this story and two. Pay but attention. no. <clears throat> no, no, okay, no, I remember, okay. we never told because I was saying it was weird, all that stuff, okay. Following me now? Yes, okay. I'm I'm on the right path. <laughs> anyway, Killian go, makes the, uh, the hand sign that he's scared, mm-hmm. right, because we, uh, Killian has learned uh, kid sign language, so different hand signals tell us what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he gives me the hand signal that he's scared, mm-hmm. which I didn't know, oh, excuse me, which I didn't know it was mm-hmm. until I say, hey, what's going on with Killian? You come out here, oh, he's scared. And I get a feeling mm-hmm. that there's something in the backyard. Well, I already knew because I saw a shadow figure. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, reach out my hands, like my, uh, my Jedi mind thing. I, well, I sorry, I do. But whatever sensibility, psychic ability supposedly I have, mm-hmm. 
when I put my hand out and I reach into, or at least try to absorb or feel around her energy, I found something. And mm-hmm. I found something strong. And a kid pulled me into the yard to around, uh, I guess, around the swing set area. In the backyard around the Killian swing set area. And I found it. And then I started to pull. And when I pulled, when I do this to normal spirits, it feels like I'm touching smoke in the air. I feel like thin smoke pulling into my hands. Yeah. When I did this, though, it felt like a layer of static electricity pull, pull. Almost like liquid all over my arm and then over my chest and over my body and my entire body was consumed in this static energy that I was absorbing from this. Yeah. Then you said. No. And then I said, well, let me see. If no, I- no, no. What? What did Killian say? No. Killian said it's over there near me. Yeah. Whatever he's scared of is next to me. Yeah. And I said, I know. When we were going towards it, he was going, no mama, no dada, no mama, no dada. Because he was pointing over the area where I was absorbing this thing, whatever it was. And the amount of energy I absorbed from it was was more than I've ever done before. It was a lot. Because my hands were shaking afterwards. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, that energy, like, it it charged me up in a sense, right? And then you were were like, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, then I said, let me see if I could find it with anything that I was doing. And literally, it kind of brought me in the same area. And I closed my eyes. I was like, okay, let me see just like blindly. And I like, I, you know, turned my, closed my eyes, turned myself in a certain direction. And then I was like, you know, I was thinking I was in that mindset. I was like trying to find it. Like, what are you? Who are you? Whatever, whatever. And um, it brought me to like, re- like the edge of the fence. And, um, kind of where, you, like, the side edge of a, f- like, you know, if you have a rectangle, it was, like, at the side part of the fence. And, um, right before I, I opened my eyes, cause I felt myself, you know, like, approaching an o- object, i.e. the fence. Um, and right before I heard, Megan! And I saw your and face, then, you were like, huh, I'm getting away from here. Yeah. And I go, what? It's wrong. I was like, I heard my name called. So I went over to the area where you heard it. And I felt a light pull, but it kept moving away from me. Yeah. So, in conclusion. Yeah. Whatever this was. Yeah. It knew what I did to it. I absorbed its energy that it could be in this plane, right? And Mm -hmm. it ran. And it farther got away, then you went over to it, and it called out your name. Yeah. And I went over there, and it backed away. Yeah. But, um... It's kind of crazy, because, like, that was, like, a Sunday. I got sick on Wednesday, and there was, like random stuff. Not saying it's con- connected. Yeah. But. Not saying I was connected, but sometimes I wonder, like, maybe it was a sensory overload. I don't know if that's possible. For you? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just too much, because it was literally the day that, you know, I don't know how true this is either, about the whole, you know, like, it was another, like, spiritual awakening. Oh, 11, the stars 11 al- Yeah, because yeah, the stars were aligned, that kind of thing. I mean... They were talking about this on TikTok, so I don't know how true it actually is, but, um, like, that's when I started getting sick, like, literally. Um, I felt a lot better. They gave me, they literally gave, because the the crazy thing is, like, I've always had, like, sick spells, like, with my stomach. I have, like, a weak stomach, so, like, I have to be really careful if I eat too much fast food and all that stuff. Um... But I never get dizzy. I hardly ever get dizzy. 
and I was dizzy and I was so dizzy. I it was to the like I fell asleep before I, I woke up. I woke up a little bit and I was fine. I went to sleep and literally I woke up because in my dream I could feel myself spinning. Right? So I woke up and I was like, holy crap. Right? And I'm going left and right. I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't feel so good. Right? And like, normally I'm the type of person, you know, like you have people that literally throw up and can't hold it in. Like, you know, they don't have those couple of seconds to make it to a trash can or make it to the toilet. Normally I can hold on to, it sounds gross, but I throw up until I make it to a place to dispose of it. Right? So I normally, but I literally had to run. I've never had it. And I had to literally keep a trash can with me the whole day. And it was like, I couldn't lay down and I did the whole telehealth thing. And I told the doctor, they actually thought maybe it could have been like my appendix, but I wasn't having any pain. So they gave me like dizzy medicine and nausea medicine to stop it. And it stopped. Thank goodness. Cause like even drinking water, it was coming, but it was, it was strange. It was, it was, I've never, ex- I, I don't know what sickness that was. Cause I've never experienced that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So get that out of the way in a sense. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I'm starting to, the more I do this, the more I'm figuring it out. I mean, we kind of know what you can do. Yeah. But so far what I can do with my, now if anyone out there knows, I know we have mm-hmm. a few psychic, Medium uh, people who listen to our show. Um, what I think I can do is what I think I can do yeah. is spirits need energy to manifest in our world, our reality, our plane, however you want to say it. Um, they need energy. So that's why those electronics go down, batteries drain, lights flicker and all that. Yeah. Um, or even people feel drained. Like, Oh, I can't have any energy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They absorb that energy enough to manifest and do things, i.e. Yeah. shadow figures or even being seen. What I think I do is I take that energy away. I take that energy they would use to manifest. I'm not killing them. I'm not banishing them. I'm just taking away their ability to be in our plane, which to some might be intimidating. Right? Yeah. So. All right. But to move on. Uh, yeah. far, sorry. Kind of long beginning intro tangent yes um subject today is vampires vampires with a charming lovely young blood donna that was a bad accent (laughs) i mean i can't do a chance of any accent that was a bad accent no i butchered the quote (laughs) what was in my head was different than what was coming out of my mouth (laughs) that was the the quote from Hocus Pocus when, like, the dad's a vampire and he introduces her to Allison. Yeah, dad, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and who is this charming young blood donor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Coke. All right. So. That's what I'm drinking. I don't do Coke. If that's okay. Now, vampires has always been something I've always been fascinated with ever since I was young. Um, I've always studied them. They're one of my favorite mythological creatures to look look into and stuff like that. And what I've learned over the years is, let's say terrifying, but it is informative that the knowledge of vampires, or at least the what vampires are, go back way back to the most earliest recordings of history. Why you mad look? <laughs> no, because I was just thinking, I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
You loopy or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just a little antsy. All right. But yeah, all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia, which we know is one of the earliest civilizations. Yeah. Um, so far, I mean, I've, I've saw, saw and read about, uh, cave paintings of white creatures painted in white uh, ash, I guess, how they ever did it. Yeah. With red eyes drinking the blood of humans. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously a vampire. Yeah. And each ancient region from the Greeks to the Romanians to the Mesopotamians to each culture have their own partake on vampires and at least the origins of. And some of them are, uh, more interesting in how they created the, I guess, the rules of the vampire, mm-hmm. right? Now, we know their weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Sunlight, silver, uh, holy figures, holy water, stuff like that. And that's related around the Christian belief. Yeah. Right? With the holy water and the holy figures, right? Seeing a cr- crucifix or a cross or you throw holy water on, like, ah! Right? Yeah. That's the Christian belief when it comes to that with vampires. To... All others, silver and sunlight seem to be the number ones, right? Mm-hmm. Drinking of blood always seem to be the go-tos. Now, there's some weird, like, rules vampires have to follow. Like, we all know about the, you have to be allowed into a house. Mm-hmm. If you knock on the door and someone doesn't let you in, you can't enter the house. Yeah. Um, which was, that my movie let, uh, let, uh, let yeah, me in. Yeah, which makes you think, hmm, are black-eyed children vampires? Well, that's... The, I mean, that's one of the... Yeah, they can't go into a house with you know, without yeah. being the permission. And, but um, there's also counting every grain of rice in their way. Really? Untying every knot. It's in their way. It's like this... There's the other, like... I don't know if those are actual real, or they're just like some weird things some guy said one time. Oh, you throw seeds and grains of rice in front of vampires. They have to count them before mm-hmm. they can attack you. Well, like... Well, first going into this, I'm kind of curious... Your opinion, do you think vampires existed or exist? Existed, yes. Oh. Still exist? I don't know. That's the thing is, like, I'm, like, very kind of, like, I honestly, it's one of those things I really don't know if they exist or not. Um, Again, I think it's, like, something that, you know, like, Hollywood paints a different picture than what they actually are. Kind of thing. Well, like they're not like these ravishing, but if they are a devilish creature, I mean, wouldn't that be kind of ironic to give them a good look, like make them handsome or very, very beautiful? Like, kind of like to sulk people in. Now, different theories on that, mm-hmm. as I always do. Um, I'm going to talk about the Greek mythology vampires because yeah. Greek mythology always seemed to be something I was interested in too. Amongst learning about Christianity and stuff like that, I was really into Greek mythology. Because the God of War series when I played a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I forgot his dang name. Um, well, Lupusia. Lupusia. He was an Italian guy. Yeah. It was ancient Rome, ancient Greece. I suppose around the time of 300 AD is mm-hmm. when they suspect the story took place. Um, there were still, um, uh, you call it oracles mm-hmm. that existed in the, uh, cathedral or let's say temple of Apollo. Mm-hmm. And these oracles remain virgins, untouched, like that. It's the only way they can be able to see visions that the gods would give them. And if anyone asks, they can tell the future to them. Oh, wow. So, this man, um, the Italian guy, mm-hmm. his dang name, I wish I remembered it. It was like something like Oswaldo, not Oswaldo, like Al, Al, Almando, Artario, so, so very Italian sounding. Yeah. Anyway, our dude, I'll call him that for right now. Um, Fell in love with one of these chicks. 
the Oracle. Her name was Celine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which now makes sense of why character in Underworld was named Celine. Yeah. Anyway. So our dude, um, wanted to be with her, but, uh, he had to, <sighs> some rules and stuff like that. But Apollo was jealous mm-hmm. that she, Celine, was infatuated with our dude to give up her position of worshiping him. What's the name? Celine. No. Did you say our dude? Our dude. I'm calling him the dude right now because I don't oh, remember his damn our name. Our dude. Okay. What? I thought, okay. Put your mind in this situation. <laughs> I feel know. like you're drifting but... off into space. No, but I just, I was thinking in my head. Did he just say our dude? Our dude. No. Uh, okay. Like our, our guy right now. Okay. Okay. Anyway. So Apollo was jealous of the fact that he was taking away his oracle. It was worshiping him. Yeah. So he banished our guy to, uh, sorry, appear to our guy saying, you'll never be in the my presence again. He being the god of the sun, so he would be forever in darkness. Not allowed yeah. to be in the sunlight because he'd get burned up. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the way you're saying our dude and... <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> our guy. These the funny thing is because you say it so fast, it sounds like a like, name. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, our guy. Yeah. Anyway, so Apollo says, "You're you're not going to be in the sun anymore." Yeah. Right. So he has a yeah, time he gets in the sunlight, his skin burns. Right. Curse number one. Mm-hmm. Um. So he has to come to her at night. So what he does is he um goes to Hades and ask him, "Hey, can you help me out?" I need to get with Celine and stuff like that. Apollo cursed me. I can't do that. Hades goes, all right, I'll help you out. But you got to get me the silver bowl of Artemis, the daughter of Apollo. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, so he can use it to kill Apollo or something. I don't yeah. know what the deal was. Anyway, her, Artemis' silver bow. Right? Because Artemis' bow was silver. So it's like a magical bow. She was a great archer, goddess of <sighs> something of nature and archery. So mm-hmm. Whatever her, her things were. But she was known for having a silver bow. Yeah. So Hades gave him a wooden bow with 11 arrows, saying, use this to kill swans as sacrifice to uh, Artemis and see if he gain her favor. Mm-hmm. So every time he killed a swan, he would use the blood of the swan to write letters to Selene. Um, and then on his last bow, with his last arrow, he killed his last swan and he tried a letter. And then Artemis appeared herself and he said, can you give me... Um, took, she took pity on him. Can you give me your bow so I can kill, um, the swans to make one last letter to Celine? Uh, so she did. And he took the bow and it started hauling ass to Hades. She figured this out. She cursed him that he couldn't touch anything of silver. Silver would burn his skin. Of course, Artemis's bow being made of silver. Curse number two. Silver sunlight. Get the bow back, right? And then, um, he wept and he feared he could never see her again. His soul, the deal he made with Hades for the bow was technically Hades would keep his soul there. A curse number three. I forgot about that one. No soul, i.e. no reflection. Uh, so she said, all right, I'll, I'll let you kill one more swan so you can leave one letter. And he basically left a letter saying he was going to run away with Celine, right? Um, and then, they end up trying to leave together, but Artemis took pity on him to the fact that he had this much ambition to do this. So what she did is saying, I'll give you an ability of immortality, strength and speed of a god. 
but you should forever worship me instead of my father. Right? Mm-hmm. But you had to leave. So her, him and Celine leave on a boat she, in a coffin. He's in a coffin because he can't be around Celine. And she, he left specific, specific instructions that do not open this until dark time. Right? So they sail away, go to another place, open the coffin. She sees them alive. They're together. But in order for her to be an oracle still and to worship Artemis, he can never touch her. Mm. But he could, she could technically still be with her, but he can never touch her, right? Mm-hmm. She had to remain a virgin, untouched, and all that stuff. So time goes on, um, and she's aging, and she's getting sick. So our guy tells um, Artemis, can you give her immortality so she can live forever with me? He, she goes, yes, but the only way to do that is you need to drink her blood. And the mixing of your blood with hers would give her immortality and also to whoever takes in part of the same situation. Mm. So she gave him the ability to make more. What happened, though, was when Celine was bitten, turned into a vampire, her soul, her essence, glowed and left. And she became the goddess of the moon. Right? Mm-hmm. And her body died. So, but their children of our, our guy... Um, will forever be touched by the moonlight and blessed upon it. Mm. Then creating vampires of children of the night. Mm. Right? That's a great mythology version of it. Wow. Yeah. Um, I wish I remember his damn name. But he's supposedly the first vampire to Greek mythology. Now, there's so many different debates of who the first vampire is. People say, oh, it was Dracula. That's... or That was written... That was Elizabeth, written by Bram Stoker. Do you know who you know? I'm talking about? Elizabeth. I forgot her name. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. She was a Hungarian noble person. Now, um, Christian mythology. Elizabeth Bathory. That's the one that. Um, she was a 15th to 16th century uh, Hungarian noble person. And they actually think she was, like, the first serial killer, but she killed over 650 female, like, young girl servants and would bathe in their blood. Yeah, it's Bloody Mary. That's not, that's not, no, Bloody Mary is someone else. Yeah, that's someone else. But, but the same thing, but like, she kills so many people yeah. that she got the nickname for that. Yeah, um, she would bathe in their blood to stay young. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weirdos. Um <laughs> Jewish religion, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's Jewish out there, but they know mm-hmm. the Bible when they talk about Adam and Eve. Eve was the second woman created. She was the second wife. This is Jewish belief, mind you. Yeah. Christian faith, we're always taught that Eve was the first woman made of Adam's rib and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first wife of Adam was Lilith. Mm-hmm. And Lilith uh, was the first to betray God's word. So Lilith, banished from the Garden of Eden was taken in by Satan and told uh Lilith this is not this is not Jewish belief, but this is mythology yeah. around Lilith that Satan gave her ability of immortality and to take revenge upon God and all his children for what he did to her, what cast her out for her his, her curiosity and like that. He was basically, mm-hmm. you know, swindling her. And he'll make sure that she will forever be immortal. And she would drink the blood of all of God's children to do so and spread this curse amongst them, right? Mm-hmm. And take their souls. So that 
ability that Satan gave Lilith to do that would make her the first vampire. Mm-hmm. But according to the Jewish belief that Lilith became the bride of Satan and the queen of hell. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there's that thing. Now, who was the first vampire and all that? It's debatable amongst what area region you're talking to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I want to look at Anunnaki and see what they have on it. Oh, yeah. Maybe they had something that was, maybe they, I don't want to say, maybe they had foot soldiers or they had something. Because you think about the story of Adam and Eve. They could have been the first humans who rebelled against the Anunnaki or something like that. Yeah. Which essentially was almost a storyline for Assassin's Creed. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, somewhat similar. But almost using the same exact ideal. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but you were right, though. Uh, Hollywood does glamorize vampires in the limelight of them looking like Robert Patterson, right? The Twilight vampires like that. Very handsome, very engaging eyes who mm-hmm. can mesmerize women and, you know, drink their blood and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then you got what would essentially be actual vampires would be creatures. I think I could see them looking more, not like Kate Beckinsale's, like, Celine, but like how the dad looked. Like how he was like very wrinkly, very... Oh, because he was regenerating himself. Yeah, but like that old, weird, ancient look to it. Like almost like monstrous. I mean, you know. It's funny. Uh, I remember I I was saying that there's a... uh, the other story I, I read on vampire stuff when I was looking it up um, is a story that this hunter mm-hmm. in Germany or Hungary, mm-hmm. one of the area in Europe area, he was hunting. And he heard reports of a wildlife being attacked, which he chalked it up to a uh, wolves or something out there that was yeah. killing stuff and killing livestock and stuff like that, mutilating them and basically draining their blood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he was hunting that thing, mm-hmm. found a cave. That was kind of a just big enough for maybe a person to crawl in through. Yeah. Um. So he go. I forgot what year this took. It has, it's, it has to be off the time that they had a flashlight. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember what year it was, but it was in the future. At not the future, but our current yeah. time enough for him to have a flashlight. Yeah. So he aims the flashlight down the tunnel, right? And he sees that it goes down and opens up. So he goes down there, thinking this is where the lair of whatever this thing is, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, his, let's just go down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a hunter. So anyway, he aims his gun. He has it pointed out with the flashlight just looking through. And he ends up finding a humanoid creature. Yeah. That has, uh, has eyes that are, uh, that are blood, like bloodshot, right? Long fangs coming from its, its teeth, right? Very claw-like hands, very pale skin. And it was had in its hand, in its hands, it was, its uh, mouth was on, uh, uh, a sheep or am- animal or something like that. And it was draining the blood out of it, and he looked at it, looked at the the man, and went like, <laughs> right. But he opened fire at it, and just wounded it. But he basically hauled the ass out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that story. Wow. <laughs> well, like they had, which could be, I had a sense of what real vampires could realistically be now. Yeah. Right. Well. In the 18th and 19th century, they had, and this kind of ties in with the Mercy Brown. Actually, this does tie in with the Mercy Brown. No, that was kind um, of a mistaken identity thing. Kind of, because, like, in the New England area and, like, Rhode Island, Eastern Connecticut, Vermont, there was an outbreak of tuberculosis. Yeah. And they were mistaking it for vamp- being a vampire. Like, they actually exhumed a lot of bodies and, like, 
Um, like with Mercy Brown, they dug up her body and like took her heart out and like burned it and well, spread the ashes. People or made were very, the brother eat the ashes or something like that. Yeah. People were very superstitious around that period of time. Yeah. Like, witch, witch. Yeah. And that's yeah, what it reminded everything. me of when I was reading about it is it's almost like, um, cause like, I, I guess she wasn't decomposing all the way and all that stuff. It was cold and body's going take, it took a long time. Cause I remember there's this book I have, mm-hmm. I have somewhere, it's in storage somewhere. But it's on vampires. I think he got it for me mm-hmm. for Christmas or my birthday or something. Yeah. But in the beginning, in one of the first chapters of it, they talk about how people in old time days, 1400s, 1300s, whatever like that, would accuse- uh 1300s, 1400s, that's different. That's a way- Yeah, Europe different. time, but yes, they were superstitious around that yeah. time too. And in the 1600s, 1700s, stuff like that. Yeah. They were superstitious about anything. The devil was everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, And when they buried bodies- and people would go missing and stuff like that, and then they open up the, the grave, and the person was still there, as fresh as when they were dead. But because the ground it, was cold, and they didn't bury them far enough, and their bodies would stay preserved. Yeah. Well, isn't it too like back a long time ago, like back during that time, wasn't there a lot of like people that would like dig up bodies and like sell body parts? Oh yeah, there were uh, grave robbers all the yeah. time. Yeah. So, and that's the crazy thing is like that's like my belief is I feel like. There were vampires and that they kind of died out and it was more during that time period. I don't know why. I just, I feel like there were vampires. I feel like they went a, like around that time. I don't know why I feel like that time period, like 17 in 1800s, excuse me, even like the beginning part of the 1900s, like, well, vampires started becoming I in folklore feel. and tales and stories yeah. and books were written. And then Bram Stoker's Dracula came out and all, I forget what next came out. What, early 1900s? Right? I think so. And, you know, just, it got, it got more stolen in, in stories and tales and stuff like that. And how Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, right, as a very sophisticated looking man who was very mesmerizing and, uh, to, um, What's his face? Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, who was the scientist who was essentially hunting him. Yeah. Um, which in, in, in the stories, Van Helsing was not, I know the movie Van Helsing, he was like a badass, but like in actual, the Ram Stoker's book, he's not really that much of a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> he's more of a scientist than anything. Even Lost Boys, though. Like they were a bunch of teenage rocker dudes. What? Talking different. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you were talking about vampire movies. I'm not talking about vampire. I was talking about the story that. Oh, Stoker- I don't know where my. I'm sorry. I'm getting things. <laughs> so, sorry, my brain went off in a weird tangent. But Lost Boys is a good movie. Yes. Now, guess what time it is? Ad time. We are promoting a brand new podcast called Scary Time. Uh, this podcast brings you new creators every week while bringing you the scariest stories and conversations ever heard. Every week, an independent creator tells us about the paranormal, ghosts, monsters, hauntings, creepy places, enchanted objects, aliens, and more. And if one of the creators sparks your spooky interest, feel free to follow them on their podcast content page. I mean, if you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Scary Time lets you try out new creators, binge listen to all the shows until you find the one you love. 
Make sure to check out Scary Time on all major platforms and follow on social media. Um, all social media links will be linked in our episode description as well as on our Instagram account. Tired of the same old scary stories by commercial creators? Give indie creators a try with Scary Time. So have you guys been uh, back from the ad now? Um, by the way, check them out if you get, get a chance. Yeah, it's really awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. I've been catching up. And if we get any more sponsors, we can start putting more stuff in there. But that's in the future. Yep. Um, what were you saying? Oh, yeah, movies. <sighs> Vampire movies. Stories. And then I oh, yeah. did a abrupt like exit on the movie train. Yeah. Vampire movies just been a butt ton, right? Oh my gosh. And they all range themselves, but majority of the essence of them always depict vampires as pale humans that look attractive. Yeah. Now, a vampire necessarily, when you become one, doesn't make you attractive. Now, I'm taking this out of Twilight, and a lot of people are like, oh my god, what are you talking yeah. about? It's one of my favorite series. Oh my gosh, now, Twilight. Take the romantic, nauseating sense out of it, how you see it, out of the story, and just focus on the mythology of the vampires that Stephanie Myers created. If you look at that, it's actually pretty interesting. Her vampires that she created are diamond-hard creatures, pale skin that reflects sunlight off of them, not being destroyed by it. And that reflecting with diamond-hard skin comes off as like glittering or something like that, but in the, co- in the comic books, in the book... Is uh, it's more like um, his skin is made of facets of crystal, and the light is reflecting. So it would come off as glittering in the movies, but actually, it more it looked more like crystal or diamond. How light hits it. She also made them strong, fast, uh, senses heightened to the highest levels. Right? Uh, to humans, they smell nice, they look nice, and stuff like that. But she also gave them abilities that were heightened on top, on top of that. She made them more empowered, right? Some vampires have abilities, like Edward with his mind reading, Alice feature telling, Jasper with his ability to change the mood, atmosphere around people. Um, and then, of course, you know, like the bad vampires of Volterra, they, you know, uh, what's his face? Um, Aro with his ability to know every thought you ever had by touching your hand. Jane, it hurts you with by just a look, you know, extra stuff. Yeah. But her mythology of vampires is what she created. I like a lot. And I wish she would just write books on just that. You know, take Edward and Bella out of the equation and just do stories on your mythology, right? Because yeah. it's really interesting. And it goes, she has more stuff in depth that, yeah, she could probably write another like six novels on. But that's just me. Yeah. But my other two favorites are Underworld and Blade. Mm-hmm. See, I was never a fan of Blade. Well, it was like one of the first, like, and I was action never, movies I, was I saw never, when I was young. I was yeah. never, you know what one I ended up like really liking was Queen of the Damned. I didn't think I was going to like that one. Yeah, with the Vampire the Stat. Yeah. And I, for whatever reason, like, I feel like I would like the movie if I sat down and watched it, but I've only like attempted it a couple times and always, like, I feel like Interview with the Vampire is the type you have to sit down and watch. You can't get bothered by, you know, like distracted by other things. And every time I sit down and watch it, I feel like I get distracted. So, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. So, in a sense, but the, you got the other movie that came out that mm-hmm. take, sorry, I'm so gassy because I'm drinking a oh my God. Air, energy drink. Say gassy? You're burping. Yeah, it's gassy. I'm concerned. <laughs> 
You get other vampire tales like 30 Days of Night, who depicts them as murderous creatures. Yeah, which I can kind of see that more. Like, that's what I was thinking when we were just talking about all of this stuff. I can totally see them being more like creatures. Or the other movie, or it's our show, actually, that I liked a lot was The Strain. Oh, yeah. Where there are more parasitic creatures of a parasite that would enter a human body and take over and make you more creature than human. Right? Hmm. Uh, There was one, and basically how it, it's like these little worms would drill into your skin and absorb into your body, and then you would basically become a vampire through that. Um, which that was a pretty interesting tale because they made it made it seem realistic, like vampirism was like a disease of a parasitic creature. Mm-hmm. Um, or even that other movie, uh, Daybreakers. Never saw that one. Yeah, with uh, Ethan Hawke. That was pretty interesting. Like, what if like a vampires took over the entire world and humans became the minority and vampires became the majority? Wow. Um, like everything happens at night. No, nothing happens during the day. Um, and pe- vampires need human blood to sustain. But apparently, in, in Daybreakers, they could also drink coffee, and and like they could drink drinks as long as it was mixed with blood. Weird. I don't know. It's, it's a, they're breaking a lot of rules. <laughs> <laughs> breaking a lot of rules. But um, it's kind of terrifying though. What if like vampires were a thing, like are are a thing? That's crazy. Because I I went on a Reddit community. Where it was people that like actively drank blood. I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary either about people that actually because there's a disease. There was one that came out in like the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, there's a disease where like you feel the need to drink blood, and um, because apparently there's a bunch of different like diseases that make you crave weird things. Like I know when you're pregnant, like I've heard tales where like you can crave like asphalt. <laughs> it's weird, but it, it has something to do with like a deficiency in your in your blood. Like there's something that you're lacking, and for some reason, like they've actually had like I remember reading a horror story. Someone was pregnant, and they were craving like rock, and they were eating rocks. Yeah, yeah. It because like pregnancy cravings are no joke. So I mean, it doesn't surprise me someone that's craving rock would go out and eat a rock. But like, I wonder. And I do think sometimes, you know, like, people try and, like, the ones on those communities sometimes, you know, like, want to live, like, the vampire life. Like, the glamorized part of the vampiric life, like. Well, yeah, it's extremely, people want to live forever. Believe me, humans have been searching for immortality, or at least trying to live as long as possible for whatever now. And even now that we have modern technology, they're still trying to lengthen the life of humans well, yeah. some humans um those rich and powerful want to stay alive yeah. forever as they can and that's where you get those weird um conspiracies that hollywood people they drink the blood of virgin kids whatever to stay oh sustained alive gosh. yeah alex jones crazy shit yeah. so um <coughs> the demons are taking everything over you know oh um so we the idea of vampires and people seeking them out would not be too far fetched, or at least the idea of the science behind it, like how does something live forever on sustained human blood, right? Mm-hmm. But there's the um, other immortal that's been alive, um, and I learned about him a couple months ago, called the Count of Saint Germain. Mm. 
Count of Saint Germain was an immortal man, apparently, that lived, I would say, a thousand AD. Oh, wow. Um, he was known around the times of, uh, Louis V, mm-hmm. when he was a king of France before he got his head chopped off. Mm-hmm. He was known, he was a socialite. Like, he wasn't really known mm-hmm. for being in power, but famous people knew him. So he's always at, like, big name parties amongst royalty and stuff like that. He was very charming. He was very good looking. Um, his words, he, he, anything he talked about, people were instantly in- intrigued by what he was saying. And apparently he could speak so many languages. He was very intelligent. He knew about science. Some of his experiences, he talked about like how he, he would even know that it happened hundreds of years ago. How would he, he wouldn't be alive then? Stuff like that. And supposedly he was an uh, alchemist mm. and he created, and this is what he told people sometimes that he created elixir of immortality mm. from different things. Learning yeah. alchemy could have them do that. Um, uh, oh my! Excuse me. Okay. Um, so the Count Saint Germain, who got his title from Saint Germain, I don't know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. Right? He wasn't a Saint Germain, but his Count of Saint Germain. His real name it changed, and supposedly every time everyone would see him, he would disappear for every amount of hundred years and then reappear again, and saying that he was a son of. Account of Saint Germain. Yeah. Um, so much so far that he supposedly was at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. What? That the, uh, we call Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, all the guys there that signed the Declaration of Independence, they were, uh, at odds whether or not to sign this, knowing and thinking that they would get hanged or, um, killed or something like that. So they were like on the fence about, gosh, you really need to do this? The king might kill us all. And, um, the Count of Saint Germain actually gave a speech amongst that that would say basically encouraged him to sign. Yeah, because he was a strange man, very good looking. Didn't how do you even get there? Kind of sense of mind. So that was that case. But what relates him to being a vampire is that one of the evenings, one of these parties that Count Saint Germain was at, uh, he took a young girl upstairs. And the people party downstairs like, oh, he's getting lucky or something, right? And all of a sudden, they hear a scream. And they run upstairs, and the girl is dead. And there's two holes in her neck from a bite and blood coming out of her, and she's pale. And the glass in the window is broken as someone jumped out it. Wow. And they said they saw Count St. Germain on the ground from the second-story building, balcony, running away into the night. So. Was he an alchemist? Was he a vampire? Was he an alchemist Crazy. that took the abilities of a vampire? Who knows? Crazy. Um, but yeah, and when you look up like encounter stories that have happened, um, like online, there's really not like, I mean, people really don't have encounters. There's a lot more stuff on him. I think um, the belief hole. Uh-huh. Podcast, which is listen, they're pretty good. They did a whole thing on them. It's pretty interesting. I'll check it out if you get if you get a chance. Oh yeah, the Belief Hole podcast. Yeah, Belief is it Belief Hole? Yeah, Belief Hole. They're like I said, they're, they're, the the they, proper way to wear a tinfoil hat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they dig into some crazy subjects. A lot of informative, and a lot of it yeah. based on actual things. Some of it's their own theories and stuff like that. Yeah. Now. Didn't you have notes or something? Yeah, no, it was just uh, which one call it? Um, the tuberculosis scare, <laughs> and and tuberculosis for those that don't know, some of the like 
symptoms that you would have with tuberculosis is you could spit up blood, you would be fatigued, chills, night sweats. Well, it happened in your lungs that attacked it. Yeah. Trying to sound familiar. Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) like a bacterial infection of the lungs. So, I mean, I guess I could see see why people would be like concerned they would call it consumption by the way which i thought was kind of weird like it had a connection to like if multiple people in your family were dying of the same thing yeah they would think it was vampirism now my theory yeah on vampires yeah i believe they existed at a period of time not in troves, but enough that they were causing problems. Yeah. I think over time, vampire hunters, if have a how to kill a vampire. By the way, before I go into the theory, let's talk about the ways to kill a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, burning him in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Now I remember. There's, a, there's another mythology. Now, this is nowhere in the Bible. At least it is. I don't know where it is. But there's actually some belief, mm-hmm. whether conspiracy theory or not, that Judas was the first vampire. Wow. That when he was hanged in the sunlight with 30 pieces of silver, right, mm-hmm. amongst betraying Christ, stuff like that, while he was there hanging, Satan made a deal with him to give him immortality. But the items that he was killed with Cursed him to never, never to do it. Something of the essence of that. So sunlight, silver, holy figures, right? He can never be around. Mm-hmm. And that actually was portrayed in Dracula three thousand or Dracula two thousand, one of those movies. Mm-hmm. And it gave the backstory of that. That how do you kill kill you know uh, Dracula if he you know you know shooting with silver bullets and stuff like that? It barely phases him and stuff like that. You hang him in the sunlight. For one, he'll burn up in the sunlight and stuff like that. <coughs> but. There's that mythology. So the ways to kill vampires is you burn them in the sunlight. Yeah. You stake them in the heart with a with a with a wooden stake, which never made sense to me. But whatever. Silver bullets, which I think relate more to werewolves than anything. Mm-hmm. But if you had anything silver, a sword, you know, guns, stuff like that, you could probably take them out. And those are or beheading was actually another one. If you separate the head from the body. Um but yes, uh, what I was saying, to my theory, I think vampires existed at one time. Like I said, non troves, but enough to uh, cause problems. And vampire hunters, if they existed, because it's actually a vampire hunting kit that's from the early 1700s. Wow. Um, it was a Wednesday cross holy water, water, holy water, water. uh, holy water, um, amongst other things too, uh, silver stakes, stuff like that, just different weapons you would use against a vampire. Now, if they existed, yeah. But I think vampire hunters probably killed more innocent people than actually did actual vampires. Yeah. Because the actual creature was probably very hard to kill or at least find. And I guess one vampire hunter actually ran into a real vampire, he'd have a hard chance of killing it without any amount of skill. Yeah. But I think humans, in their hunt for them, drove them underground. And the whole Christian persecution time of the, you know, of Salem and that era of time. Yeah. Witch, witch, probably um, <clears throat> caused them. Oh my them- gosh, that was quite terrifying. 
what I just said. Yeah, the way you said it was weird. Well, in fact, that's how they go after it. Like, ah, she's a witch, witch, right? They, they, yeah. they can scream it out of nowhere. But I think that 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 persecution causes them to go, oh crap! If they're looking for anyone looking weird. We got to kind of hide. Yeah, and they see hidden. Coughed and farted at the same time. They'd probably call you a witch. <laughs> how did you do that, witch? Yeah. <laughs> You say anything intelligent, witch! Yeah, so, um, gotta be a terrible time to live in if you're a somewhat intelligent person. But that probably led them to go underground, and probably some of them died off. But I think a lot of them are still alive. And if there's any amongst us, right, Mm. that can still look human, still like that, or even hang out at night, and and then again, you look at somewhere during the night and versus the day. Sometimes it look different, especially in the wrong light. Someone will look more attractive versus um, looking normal in the sunlight. Yeah. So you have some pale person who would look out of place in the sunlight. Like, oh, my God, that guy's so pale, right? But at mm. night, not so much. Yeah. Would come off as something having a little bit of color, according to the lights around him or her. Uh, which then leads me to the theory of the incubus and the succubus. Now. Hmm. Demonology, stuff like that, talk about incubus, succubus as being demons that portray themselves as a man or woman, according to the person of preference. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they would have sex. Stuff. I mean, say an uh, incubus would have sex with a woman. Sorry, no. Versa versa. A succubus would have sex. Vice versa. Would have sex with a man, right? And he would in her. Oh, my God. Did you know they could take, like, I was reading, and I'm not. Because my mom, every time I say it, I'm always like, I wonder if that's truly what I read. Um, but like, they could take the sperm of another human, swap it with like, if it's an incubus with the succubus. That's what I was getting to. Okay, sorry. That that man would into the succubus, and the succubus transform into the incubus, and find a woman, and and in her. But actually, it was a guy from the original one. So she would get pregnant with his baby, thinking they cheated, caused mischievous crap. Wow. When actually they never had sex. And again. Back to my thing. The fact that something can do this is terrifying. Now, that's with demon belief and stuff like that. But vampires, when it came to the incubus and the succubus, was a vampire that mated with a human. Vampires were considered demons. So that's where probably the mix-up, or at least someone of the connection connect comes from. Wow. But yeah, if my theory is if vampires are still alive... Now, there's not a lot of them, and they're mostly hiding. People say, well, how can I even be? I've never seen one. There's a lot of creatures you haven't seen that live in the woods. That's true. You don't see a lot. I know mountain lions exist. Have I ever seen one outside a zoo? No. Same for wolves. I've never seen a wolf in real life. I don't think you'd want to. No, it's they're apparently giant dogs. That can, if they're hunting a pack, they'll kill you. Very territorial. Mm-hmm. But that goes to the point, is that you don't see a lot of these things in normal life, lifespan, especially in a, in a, around our areas of civilization. We drove in, drove in, yeah, we've driven a lot of things out of our areas. Yeah. And vampires, if they're acute, if they're mingling their way into our society and stuff like that, they're doing it very sneakily. They're doing it very safely. They've had hundreds of years to live to figure this stuff out knowledgeable humans half our information is online they can easily just look and figure out okay i'm not gonna do this not do that yeah probably know how to avoid cameras move very fast right and probably go after the dregs right the the lower class people 
um, homeless people, drug addicts, people who won't be missed. Yeah. So, like I said, and that, that's basically my theory is that if they still exist, that's what they're probably doing. Yeah. They're hiding. Because there's not enough of them to take over. And then how would you even take over? If the sunlight kills you, you only have a certain amount of time to attack. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I would like to hear other people's things on vampires. Yeah, so if you guys have any uh, theories, send them a, send it our way. Because I know, like, recently we've actually been getting a lot of people messaging us after episodes, telling us their stories, their encounters, their, you know, opinions on certain things. I wonder if I never actually That's read cool. any people's, well, then again, who would have one? An encounter yeah. with a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably was fatal. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, but I've never really even like heard of stories where like, like murders were considered like, like weird things about murders. Like they didn't know what the cause of death was. There was just like two puncture wounds. Never heard of that either. Like, I haven't found, stumbled upon any of that. I know, I don't know how it works, you know, because you had to be added into the group on that, on the Reddit, like, vampire thing. Mm. But, um, I don't know how that works, but I remember reading the documentary, like, I feel like that would be very dangerous, though, in this day and age. What? Drink another person's blood. Oh yeah, you actually can't. It it causes well, no, stomach it can, pains. It can kill. It can kill you. Yeah, because it's heavy on iron and other yeah, other things. Yeah, because we are not like iron. I forgot what the actual medical term is, but we can't have a lot of iron. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you need some iron. Obviously. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that concludes this episode about vampires. Yes. Um. What was next week's? Hot. You mean Fridays? Hot yes, bed. Yes, Fridays. Yeah. Hot bed ranches. Because so, this is coming out Wednesday because we yeah. were making it for last week. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be basically Skinwalker Ranch, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, um, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch, um, Stardust Ranch, and other areas of ranches that yeah. probably have had things. Scary shit happened, including yeah. my own. Yeah, and my it's kind of it's kind of yeah. interesting too, because like I have a little bit of a perspective of why I think specifically ranches like that have high levels of activity, and it's not just like ghostly activity. I mean, there is some like humanoids. Like I remember one story. Uh, my sister was actually telling me her teacher is really big into like paranormal stuff, and he was talking about that one time, and he actually said that there was. I remember reading about this too. A someone an orange portal that opened and like these weird humanoid figures came out on the ranch. Hey, what? I give things away. That uh, freaking creepy though. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? A portal? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I remember I was reading that or I read a, that exact thing and I was like, a portal. <laughs> Like, could you, like, that, that blows my mind. Like, that, that makes my mind bend, like, a portal. What? Like, I know there's, like, portals, like, they say to hell. Like, North Carolina apparently has one. The Devil's Tramping Ground. Yeah, they're really a portal. Kind of. They say yeah. that's where, like, the devil comes up. But yes. It's um, kind of scary, though. Hotbed Ranches. Um, we're going to talk about different ones, including my own. 
and my I have a new perspective and new ideas of why my ranch uh, could be as haunted as it is. Yeah. Or, you know, I haven't been there in a while. I don't know if it's still at high activity. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So that would be uh, Friday's episode. You guys are listening to this on Wednesday. Um, this is our We're Sorry for not coming out last Friday yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. But I probably wouldn't have made it through the <laughs> first, like, five minutes of that. Uh, as always, check out our Instagram mm-hmm. um, at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. Yeah. Our Twitter at Hidden in the Shaw 6. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, hey, subscribe. And yep. same goes for Spotify or wherever you're listening to. Subscribe yep. to us. And if you could leave a review, that would be great. Yeah. Because we like getting feedback. We like knowing, like, what you guys like and your opinions. Um, You can do, I think, Apple Podcasts. You can do a review. And then we are also on a podcasting platform called Podchaser, which, um, you know, you can listen to our show on Pod. It's basically uh, if, like, you have an Android and you can't do the Apple Podcast, you can leave a review on Podchaser. Mm. And so reviews help us you know move up the charts and stuff like that so yeah. it's it's helpful for us and hell if we get popular enough hopefully we'll have a patreon yeah we can do bo- we extra have, bonus episodes we have some ideas for yeah. the patreon that's if we cool but one. you know obviously we have to get some followers and stuff like that because you know yeah it would be crazy amount of added work so we want to make sure we at least have one yeah patreon person <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your 10 bucks. Yeah, we appreciate it. But as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes.